Hi, my name is Grace Johnson. I play on the Holy Cross women's ice hockey team, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, sophomore from the Holy Cross women's hockey team, Grace Johnson, joins the show today. Grace, welcome to the podcast. How's everything going? It's all good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, this is such a cool experience, and I've been so excited ever since I um, got the opportunity to do this, and I'm just very happy to be here. But yeah, I'm doing good. Um, just kind of middle middle of the school week doing school um but yeah it's all good thank you again for having me no problem thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate your time how's everything going with yourself school-wise i know you've been doing with an acl injury so um how have you been, how's that been going for yourself and just talk about the recovery process and has it been what you expected or has there been some more bumps in the road than you expected or didn't expect i guess mm-hmm. yeah so i tore my acl on February 6th, um, which was about three weeks out of the end of the season. Um, I actually tore it in a game against Providence. It was my first shift of the game, just kind of was skating like I normally would, kind of pivoted for a stop, and it just buckled underneath me. And it was really odd because I wasn't in any pain. Um, When it happened, I just kind of like knew something happened to my knee. I've never had a knee injury before. Um, got like taken off the ice, did all the tests on my knee. They're like, oh yeah, like not sure what it is. It's not an ACL. Like they couldn't figure it out with all the tests. Um, eventually I had to get in with an MRI. I could walk normally. It was super weird. And then eventually found out it was a torn ACL. So then um, it's been about, it's been over a month since I tore it and I had surgery on Thursday. So I had surgery six days ago. So it's been crazy because I've been able to go to Florida. I've been able to go home for spring break. I've done almost everything perfectly except for being able to skate and run. Um, So it's been a really weird switch from being able to do everything I've wanted to do to now kind of being feeling the injury and and feeling like behind a few steps behind. Um, So yeah, it's been hard. I'm just crutching around right now swelling is still pretty insane right now um seeing my trainer almost every day of the week um mobility i got my need about like a 90 degree angle bend so it's just kind of controlling the pain and then making small steps um so it's definitely eye-opening um and i'm taking it day by day for sure and when do you think you'll be back on the ice for holy cross next year are you going to miss the whole junior year just because i know acl injuries take like about a year and a half to kind of get through yeah so i'm hoping um i will be skating in six months um the doctors think that i'll be skating in six months um i have this amazing surgeon that has done a bunch of bruins knees a bunch of red Sox knees he's actually down with the red Sox in florida right now but um i get to see him almost weekly and he said that because i'm going in for pt six times a week five times a week rather than two times a week they are gonna be a little bit more aggressive with my pt um, and I also didn't damage any other 
um, ligaments or tendons. I didn't tear my meniscus or anything. So they're going to be a little aggressive with PT. And I believe I'll be skating in July or August, I'm hoping. Um, and so I think I'll be able to be back um, before the end of next season, if not at the very beginning. I'm just hoping. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so like around like Thanksgiving time, I guess, is like that good estimate? Yeah, I think like maybe October, hopefully. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, like they're going to push me, I guess. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping I don't have to miss much. I only missed five games in the spring after I tore it. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I hope you I wish you nothing but a speedy recovery. And I can't wait to see you get back on the ice soon. I know you're dying to get back on there. And we're dying to see you play back on there as well. So uh, yeah. But besides the injury, um, how's everything else been going for yourself, um, both on and off the ice? Yeah, school has been great. I, um, I'm i a double major at Holy Cross, so I major in economics and political science. It's definitely a stretch um, for a student athlete um, because we definitely are on the ice lifting, um, working out um, near 30 hours a week around there. So it's really hard. Um, but I love academics and I went to a high academic high school and I just really love pushing myself, um, both athletically and academically. Um, it's just both are almost equally important to me, which is amazing. I just, I love it both. So, I mean, it's been stressful and definitely, um, hard with the injury, but this year has been so much better than last year in terms of COVID and meeting people and going to classes and seeing people's faces. It's just been like a much better year all around. And so I'm really enjoying it. Although it's been, there's been definitely a couple moments of adversity. It's been great. Well, that's good that you're enjoying it. Obviously, you know, how do you like balance the academic and hockey part? Cause it must be tough during the season. It's definitely hard. Um, one thing that I think is really important is time management. And luckily I learned that at a really young um, age because it's really hard to be an athlete at any level and be a student. It's really something you have to balance as life goes on and luckily my parents have really helped me with that as time has gone on and it's just it's just something that I like to do. I push myself sometimes and maybe a little bit too hard um, and put a little bit too much on my plate. Sometimes I don't get enough sleep that's for sure but um I, I just love it both. And if you don't love it, like it's hard to push yourself, but I love both academics and athletics. So it works out pretty great for me. That's good to hear. And don't worry about the sleep thing. That's something I struggle with too. I only got like three <laughs> hours last night. So definitely something I need to work on. Don't you, yeah, it's definitely an issue. And my mom has been seeing me doing homework this week in the hotel room because I'm with my mom. She's out here for a few weeks helping me out with my ACL injury. Um, but she's been telling me to go to bed and I'm like, mom, I can't, like I got work to do. I've been in school. I've been doing PT. So definitely she's now seeing how much the lack of sleep I get yeah. every night. Not a good thing. But. Some of it's because like you like want to get everything done, like all in one night, just so you don't have to worry about it the next day. And you like kind of cram it all in, which you probably, for at least for me, I probably should spread it out more, but it's just hard to do that just because I just want it done. Oh, I can't, I cannot go to bed until all my homework's done. It's just, yeah. that's, that's how it is. And, and it's hard because my mom's now having me do homework in the morning, but you know what? It's all good. We're, we're learning here. Lots of learning happening, but yeah, it's all good. 
I have a friend that just like waits until like the last minute to get everything done. And I don't know like how he does it. It makes, it makes me crazy. So I'm not that way. I know there is people that way. I don't know how people do it though. No, it's, that's definitely hard to see for sure. I agree with you on that. <laughs> so I want to now transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you're now today with Holy Cross. So you're obviously from Minnesota. So talk about growing up um, in the state of hockey and how'd you start playing? Yeah. So yes, I'm from Minnesota. I'm from Minnetonka, Minnesota, which is about 20 minutes, 15 minutes outside of downtown Minneapolis. It's in the Western suburbs. Um, and yeah, I started skating at a very young age, probably three or five years old, but I wasn't skating with hockey skates. I was skating with figure skates um, just for fun in a rink nearby. Um, my dad would just take me and my little brother out and we would just skate around and have fun. I did try the figure skating, didn't really like figure skating, but then once I started getting into elementary school, I started noticing a lot of the boys in my grade, in like third grade, like playing hockey, and I just thought it was so cool. And we didn't really talk much hockey around my house, and my parents kind of chose not to because it's just such an expensive sport. There's a lot to get into it. Once you're in it, it's just a lot, but I was a big soccer player. That was kind of my thing. And then one day in fourth grade, I just said to my parents, I said, I want to play hockey. And they're like, okay, let's go. So I would say I was a pretty late bloomer to the sport. Like it definitely wasn't an early start for me, but I started out playing boys. I went to a school called Hopkins and I played boys there on the very lowest, like the lowest level of sports. And I absolutely loved it. And I actually had a really great trajectory of um, getting better. I was moving on to different levels and I was getting better. I'd come back to Hopkins and I'd make the A team. Um, it was just very, like a very, it was much of a springboard for me. I got really well, I got really good at skating and um, it just kind of started from there. And um, I think like part of it was the reason why I grew so much as a player so early was because I chose to play hockey. It wasn't like my parents starting me out in hockey. I wanted it for myself. And that's what I believe really made me a great player as I was young. So I was playing boys for a while, didn't really get into girls hockey, occasionally some summer tournaments, but then um, I ended up playing checking. I was in like seventh grade and I was doing checking with the boys and I ended up um, breaking my collarbone and having to get surgery, screws and plates in seventh grade. And that was the end of boys hockey for me. But after that, I said, you know what, I think it's time to start playing girls hockey. So um, I eventually um, moved from Hopkins School District. I transferred to a school called Blake and I transferred in when I was in eighth grade. And I tried out for the girls high school team and I made the team as an eighth grader. And ever since then, it's been girls hockey, except for pick up at the pond with the boys. <laughs> but um, other than that, it was Blake. And Blake kind of just was my springboard to college. So, yeah, that's how I started. That's always good to play for the love of the game, just because I feel like that's when, like, you're more motivated to, like, want to be a better player. I feel oh, like yeah. when people are forced to do something, they're not as motivated. And then <laughs> the love of the game's not there. So they're not going to be developing as much just because, you know, if they – they're just only going to be played when they're told to play it, I guess. So that's definitely something that's important is just to play for the love of the game for the first thing, for the first thing. And then obviously the other stuff comes after that. 
Right. And also like there'd be times where as I'd be getting older, I'd be seeing girls just quitting and boys just quitting. Like it just kind yeah. of people just drop and drop because they just didn't love it. And that was something that was like really important to me is something like kind of learn like a lesson that I learned early on is if you don't love something that you're doing, you're not going to be successful at it. Cause when you Absolutely. love it, you just have that drive to push yourself hard. And, and yeah, I, I, I'm just very happy with how I started and, and I'm just, it was just the perfect experience for me, I'd say. Now, who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the wild? Was it someone, was it a women's player on the national team? Like, who did you like, like watching growing up? Yeah, so since I started a little bit older, I didn't really like watch the game when I was like a little kid. Um, it actually was a girl named Nina Rogers and she played at Hopkins. Um, she, I was in, I'd want to say elementary school when I met her, she was in high school um she had the hardest shot on the team and it was just such a hard snapshot and I've never seen something like it she was just so amazing she would reach out to me all the time I would come to her games I was her little fan and then eventually she ended up playing at the Gophers um for division one and so she played there for a few years and ended up transferring to Boston University so she played at BU for a few years and actually my current coach was her head coach at Boston University, which was really, really cool because eventually, like, we can get into this, but when I committed, I was talking to her about how awesome my coach I have now is, and it was just really, really, really cool. So she's always been someone I've looked up to at a young age. She was just so nice to me, and now she's actually one of the coaches at Dartmouth for the women's program, which is really fun, and then in the summers, um, as I've gotten older, I've actually played in scrimmages against her with college girls and um, professional um, players. It's just been really fun. And just it's just crazy because she's basically seen me grow up and she's just I've been eventually been able to play against her, which I think is so cool and play against her school um, three times a year was, is just so cool. So, yeah, I would say Nina Rogers for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. What's she up to now? Yeah. So she's coaching at Dartmouth right now. She's one oh, of their. Oh, that's right. Coaches. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah, so she's um, she's there, and I see her often in the summer around the rink. So it's really that's fun. cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, do you think if Holy Cross ever plays Dartmouth, would, it, would that be kind of fun for you? Oh yeah, I would love it. And I mean, I know a lot of players on Dartmouth as well because, and we can get into this later. But my high school team just ended up having almost like seventy percent of the girls playing college hockey, which is so cool. But yeah, I would love to play Dartmouth because. Who doesn't want to play an out of conference game? Like, yeah. So, so. I didn't feel like your team had a lot of them this year, to be honest with you. I felt like there was one against Brown, and that was basically it. Yeah. Well, we played Brown. We played Penn State twice at Penn State. And then we oh. played um, Franklin Pierce. I don't think we had any other out of conference games, but Brown was definitely a fun one. Um, I've been wanting to play against Brown a lot. I really, I wanted to go to Brown for a long time. And I, we can get into it later, but um, I just was just like loving. I just loved playing against them. It was really fun. It was a pretty even game too. Yeah, oh, super exciting. And yeah, it was that was definitely one of my favorite games we played this year. Now, talk about playing for the Blake School. Um, what was your experience like there, and how did it help prepare you for college hockey with Holy Cross? Yeah, so um, Blake was just absolutely amazing for me. Like. A lot of kids think back about high school. They're like, oh, I hated high school. I loved high school. High school was just like the best. Um, 
I, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but it was kind of, it was a high academic prep school. And then we also had really great sports. So um, I kind of had the best of both worlds and it was a super small school. Like we only had about 120 kids in each grade. So to be really, to be a good um, sports team, it was really impressive to come out of Blake as a good sports team, just cause you just didn't have the numbers. Um, but yeah, I made the team when I was in eighth grade and um, it was, I was definitely really young. I was playing with a lot of girls that were going to Princeton, going to Harvard, going to all these big schools. It was definitely another learning curve for me. I actually made the team as a defense. And when I say actually, I switched positions a lot of times in high school. So I made the team as a defense and I played a little bit of defense and switched to forward mid-year of my eighth grade year. But as the years have gone on at Blake, it's just been amazing. So we started off as a single A school and we won the state championship two times, um, which was just an amazing, incredible experience. Playing at the XL Energy Center where the Minnesota Wild play is just so fun. Um, and having your school cancel, having your school cancel school to have all the kids come out to watch was even cooler. Um, but then we moved to Double A and got into some bigger conferences and sections, and that was also super exciting because we would always play the hardest schedule um, in high school. We would always our coach loved just playing hard teams, and it really helped us. We were number one, number two, top five for almost all of high school. I think I only lost maybe 10 games in my career at Blake. It's, it was really, really like definitely something I like loved and I didn't like, didn't hate losing, but like, it was just something special that I just probably will never experience that much winning again, but it was really, really fun. And I just, I think back about, I think back in about high school all the time and I miss it so much. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds fun. I I wish I had that high school experience because when I, I don't look back on that too fondly. As yeah. you, but uh, that's cool. That's great that you had that. And talk about what it's like being a player in the Minnesota high school hockey scene and just playing at the XL Center for the state tournament and being a player in that scene. Just because uh, obviously you know it's a lot different compared to other places in the U.S. And is it, we were talking to other players from different areas about that Minnesota high school hockey scene just because where I'm from here in Massachusetts, it's a little bit different. Um, you don't really get that kind of experience that you do in Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota is special, definitely for hockey. Um, yeah, it's, it's, there's about 15 rinks within my, like with 15 rinks within a 10 minute radius of my house. It's like insane in Minnesota. Um, it's so amazing to show up to the rink every day for high school hockey and know at least three, four, five, maybe even the whole team that you're playing against. Um, it's just a super um, well-connected community. Um, there's always games going on. It's just something different. I mean, it's definitely the sport of the state. Like, it's not just, oh, it's the state of hockey. Like, no, it is the state of hockey. Like, it is definitely the main sport. Um, it's just amazing. The youth programs and the amount of, like, little kids you see walking around the rink, it's, it's insane. Like, it's just such a growing game in the country, but also like, I think Minnesota has a lot to do with that just because parents who grew up and played high school hockey in Minnesota, whether they go different places, they have kids and their kids play hockey. It's just something special. And it's funny because we play so many different teams. We know so many different players 
um, in the Minnesota community for hockey that when you go to college, you actually play against a lot of those players as well. It's kind of the same thing. Or I would play against Carly Beanick, one of my teammates, my current teammates. We were at rival schools together, and now she's on my team in college. It's just – it's so amazing. Um, and also just, like, the level of skill in Minnesota for the national camps and the different, like, trickle-down um, – you say that's like programs that go into the USA team or anything like that. There's just so many Minnesota girls trying out, but there's so many different checkpoints you have to hit to get to um, a certain camp or something where other states would not have as many checkpoints because they don't have as many players. It's just, it's like really amazing and competitive. And I just, I only wish that every other team, every other, excuse me, every other state could experience um, like high school hockey like Minnesota does. Now, I might dis- disagree with you. I know Minnesota is called the state of hockey, but I think Massachusetts might be up there. I know, I know that that's a debate that some people don't want to have, but I, f- I feel like I have to bring it up in the podcast. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about it. <laughs> um, I mean, like, from what, what I've experienced at home in Minnesota is the high school teams are just so skilled. It's insane. There's um, every team is just so competitive with one another. And I think I've noticed like stepping out of Minnesota that there's a lot more, um, instead of high school teams, maybe it would be more like travel teams, um, summer teams, teams that would go to different tournaments. Um, Massachusetts, I've heard that like prep schools are kind of like a big thing yeah. for school, but it's like every single high school, like from the smallest little high school to a huge high school in Minnesota is is playing one against one another and it's not like oh we're traveling to madison wisconsin this weekend like oh yeah. it's just i don't know something about it but i still have to learn a little bit more about massachusetts hockey because i'm i'm not completely familiar but yeah i'll have to learn about that yeah no i feel like the one thing i will say minnesota has the edge over massachusetts is is in the high school hockey thing because in minnesota you can play for your public high school and still like develop very well and kind of compete against players that are in your skill level in Massachusetts, it's kind of difficult to do that. You kind of have to go to a prep school in order to kind of develop. Like I'm from Central Mass, and Central Mass hockey is a lot different than uh, schools that are near Boston just because of just the type of rinks that we have here, the proximity, the cost, all that kind of stuff. But the one thing that I feel like Massachusetts has that's over Minnesota is just uh, the type of hockey you get to see every day. Uh, because in Massachusetts, you can see many different colleges play college hockey. You get to see some of the best players. And you can basically go to see three games in one day if you really wanted to, just because New England's very good with like driving distance. In Minnesota, I feel like it's a little more difficult to do that because you can only really see one game and they're only coming there like twice a time. And just like it's a little – that's I feel like that's where it, like it's better here in Massachusetts is the type mm-hmm. of hockey you get to see every day just because I feel like we're very spoiled just with the players that come here, the schools that we have here, and the type of like um, hockey that we have here with the Bruins and all the college teams that come around. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I totally agree with that. That's a great point. I, It's definitely cool that you can, at least for Holy Cross, we have like five or six teams in our conference that are within an hour, 45 minutes to an hour from us. Like, that's insane. That's so amazing. Um and I think that is really great for growing the game. You can head to a BC game and then go to a BU game or a Northeastern game and then head to Harvard. Like there's a lot of places that you can go see high level hockey here in Massachusetts, which is great for little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's just amazing. But hopefully, maybe TD Garden will have. I don't know. Do you guys have state tournaments at TD Garden? Yes, um, not for every state though. Um, if you're like in, it's more for the Boston schools, um, yeah. or some of the prep teams. But okay. at least for my high school, we didn't get to do it at the Garden. We had to do it in yeah. Springfield, which was a little disappointing. Oh yeah, but I mean, see, that's the one thing about high school hockey is completely packed out Exxon Energy Center for boys hockey it's just absolutely unheard of and it's really cool so I I mean I only hope for every state to be able to have that much success and I do think Minnesota and Massachusetts are probably the top two um, Mm -hmm. states in the country that have such a love for hockey yeah no I totally agree with you on that now let's get to your recruiting process with Holy Cross what was that like for you and what made you want to go there versus other schools you might have looked at yeah, so this is actually an interesting question because I was looking at Holy Cross for a long time. Um, I kind of mentioned this before. I started off at my high school as a defense, and then I switched to forward very quickly. Um, I actually came out and was doing a couple visits with my dad. We we would always come out, fly into Boston, get in a rental car, and drive to like 15 schools. And even if I wasn't even talking to the school, we would just drive in walk in, like look around, get back in the car, go to the next place. Um, but I, Holy Cross was a stop on the way to something. I can't even remember anymore, but we stopped by and I just looked at the school and I thought it was so beautiful. I was in ninth grade and, um, I, we kind of didn't have time for a tour, but we drove through, went up to the rink, the rink and the athletic complex was all under construction at this point. Um, cause there's a beautiful, it's just so beautiful now. They, they, it's all new. It's brand new. I'm sure you've heard of it, but, um, heard about that, but heart center is wonderful. So I just stepped on campus and I, I loved it. And I was a freshman and I was a forward and I sent the coaches a couple emails. Um, we, they were just, just becoming a division one school in the coming years. So it was very, very new. Um, but I loved it. And then the next couple of years when I'd fly out to drive around schools, we'd stop at Holy Cross again and send another email. And then eventually I've been there, I'd say three times, just doing campus tours, seeing the rank, all that. Then I switched to defense my junior year of high school. Um, and I came out again and this is at the point when coach Katie LaChapelle became the head coach or was transitioning into the head coach position. Um, I sent her an email and they got back to me and they wanted to see some film. And basically from there, that's kind of how it happened. And it was awesome because I saw Holy Cross several times, um, before, and I just like loved it every time I came here. Um, I wanted to go out East I knew that all along that I wanted to kind of get away from Minnesota, not because I don't like it, but because I wanted to experience something completely new. I wanted to go to a high academic school, just like my high school. And I wanted to go to a small school, just like my high school. I loved the teacher to student interaction Um, and knowing almost everyone on campus, I'll walk around and I'll just be like, I've seen that kid like six times today or something like that. So I just think that's awesome. And then also wanted to play division one. And I really wanted a faith-based um, college because I didn't have that in high school. Um, and faith is just like a huge piece in my life. And so um, Holy Cross, I'm not Catholic, I'm Christian, but um, it's very, I just, that's something I wanted for sure in my college experience. And I'm 
so happy about it. Um, and then also I love purple, like mm-hmm. purple and white, so clean. Like yeah. I love it. It's so cool. So that's kind of how it happened. And I love it here. It's amazing. Yeah, no, I definitely love those black and purple jerseys that you guys rock occasionally on the road. I think those are absolute filthy. And I yeah. wish you guys wore them for more home games just because I like going to Holy Cross home games. And I, I, I need to see those a little bit more than the white jerseys sometimes. I'm not going to lie with you. That's valid. I, I'm just like, I'm actually the one person on my team that probably doesn't like the black jerseys, but that's probably just because I'm like, if we're a purple school, we got to be wearing as much purple as we can. That's my opinion. But yeah. occasionally the black jerseys do are pretty sick, especially because we wore them against Providence this year. That was That was cool. I will have to say that was pretty cool. Now, talk about what was, like, the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey. Uh, was it the speed of the game, decision-making? Like, what was, like, the thing that you had to work on the most, I guess, your freshman year? Yeah. Um, I always knew, listening from listening to older girls around me committing, going to college, that speed was the main difference um, between high school hockey and college hockey. And to be completely fair, I – personally didn't think speed was the biggest difference and I think that's because in high school um, we had a really hard schedule we played against really good players it felt like the speed of a college game and that might be sound weird but it really did and we would play against um, college girls in the summer and so it just felt like I kind of anticipated the speed of the game obviously it's faster when you get there but growing up in Minnesota, there was a lot of opportunity to, to realize how fast the game was. I would personally say the biggest difference was the grit, um, just the little nudges in the shoulder, just the little pushes when the ref's not looking, just getting back to that fighting for position, I'd say, is definitely the biggest difference and kind of needing to work for everything you do, work to get to the red line and dump it, work to get a shot on net. Um, that's kind of what I've been able to see like obviously you can always get faster and that's something I'm always trying to work on because the game's always getting faster but I think the little the little grit like the grittiness of the game is definitely taken a step up in college yeah and obviously when you're defending the Webbington sisters and Lily Benitez you're gonna do pretty well in college heading in yep absolutely yep I had lots of experiences in high school with some of the best players in the state it's been amazing going to practice every day playing with the Wethingtons, Lily, um, Addie Burton, a bunch of players, Izzy Daniel. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just been amazing. And Audrey's my best friend. So we've been definitely done some one-on-ones before on the ice. And it's been, it's, she pushes me and it's awesome. Have you beaten her one-on-one before? Because you can say that not many people can say that. (laughs) I think I have. I mean, I definitely have when I was younger. I mean, we still, I still can poke check her occasionally. She's a, she's a great player. She just works so hard. And I told her this the other day that every day I get on the ice for practice, all I want to do is have my inner Audrey in me because she just works like a workhorse. So every time I need a little push and practice, I'm just like, just center your inner Audrey and go get the puck. Like that's literally exactly how I, that's how I look, look, to do in practice I'm just like what can I do to be like Audrey exactly and obviously shout out to Addie Burton because I don't know how many people know this but we were born on the same exact day I found this out and was doing research for a Yale women's hockey player podcast I was like that's pretty cool so same exact day like Wait, that's crazy I mm-hmm. was just texting with her the other day because she actually tore her ACL 
Um, a, she had surgery a year ago, a couple days ago. So we were, we're basically on the same pa- like path with our injury just a year apart. So I've been, I've been texting with her recently. Yeah. She's great. And Yale's been doing awesome this year. Yeah. I'm really happy for her. Yeah. So November 30th. So great day. I just wanted to give that her a shout out. I don't know if she'll be listening, but um, mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting fact. That's now so talking cool. about your college hockey experience with Holy Cross freshman year, uh, what was that like for you? Obviously it was a lot, it was very challenging without fans in the building uh, with all the schedule changes that hockey East had. And uh, so talk about what that was like for you and what you should learn from that year. Yeah. Freshman year was hard. It was really hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I school was definitely not the same. The fall semester, there were only four sports teams on campus. It was men's and women's hockey and men's and women's basketball. So it was very odd to be on campus just living there um, as a freshman who's never lived on their own ever and going to a completely different side of the country. It was hard. Um, I had a lot to learn with hockey. Um, it was definitely an ex- um, a learning experience, but it was just a hard year not having fans in the stands. My parents couldn't come into buildings, couldn't come into the rink. Like there were little stand-up photo boards in the stands. Um, it was definitely hard. And at times, like I would just break down. It, but my coaches and our um, athletic department was really, really supportive of us. They understood exactly what we were going through. Um, mental health was a huge thing that we um, were dealing with a lot of the year. And I think almost everyone was, but we all really were a family my freshman year. And it's sad that like, it couldn't have been a better freshman year, but for what it was, I didn't know what college was necessarily like going into it. So for me, it was, it wasn't all that bad. This year has just like been a complete jump for me. Like I love it this year. I loved it last year for what it was, but I know a lot of the players that have had better years have had normal years were not enjoying last year, but genuinely I'm really thankful for it. I learned a lot um, my freshman year. And obviously I feel like that, do you think that was a big reason why you had a big improvement this year to your game? Uh, Just looking at your stats and just watching you play uh, this Mm -hmm. year, it seemed like you had improved a lot regarding your game from your freshman year to your sophomore year. So I guess what was like the biggest improvement you've made to your game so far in college and uh, was that a big reason why just having more of a normal season? Yeah, honestly, um, my confidence is probably one of the things I have to work on most um, with hockey because when I'm confident, I play my best. My freshman year, I was not confident at all. Um, I was very nervous. It was a new environment. I was trying not to mess up. It was really hard. I, I definitely struggled a bit my freshman year um but over the summer i put in work every single day more than i have any other year um i would go on four mile runs almost every single day of the year um skated a ton worked on my speed and just tried to play grittier just like i was saying early earlier just channel your inner audrey but um i yeah i definitely came back this year with a like little fire under my butt um and I was just ready to play I just was like I have three more years left here like one of them's already gone it wasn't a full season because of COVID we were missing games like parents couldn't come like I need to make this 
worth it. Forget like not being confident. Like I'm confident. I know I should be here. And ever since I got back on campus, I just played with confidence and my game kind of came back to me like I had in high school. It, I kind of did lose it there for a minute, but I loved this season. Um, I played a little bit on the power play, the penalty kill, got some points, my first collegiate points. Haven't gotten a goal yet though. Working that's on that. Though, goal. Don't worry. <laughs> goal for, that's my goal for next year is to get a goal. But um, yeah, I definitely felt like I contributed a lot more this year. And I was a freshman my freshman year. Like it was hard. We had a lot of senior defense and it's just this year, I just definitely have enjoyed in all aspects, everything about it much more. Oh, yeah. And obviously, if you score your goal, then you get to tie my record at the Heart Center for goals because I scored a goal at the Heart Center back in the day. So um, hopefully okay. you can break my record at some point. I hope to break your record. I hope to get to your record. Um, yeah. But yeah, that'd be amazing. Well, every time I go to like Holy Cross games and like you guys put like a good player like Skylar Fontaine, I'm like, I've technically scored more goals at the Heart Center than Skylar Fontaine has. Absolutely. And like no one else, I find it funny because it's like, like she's obviously such a better player than I will ever be, but I just find it funny doing stuff like that. No, absolutely. I would do the same thing. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've done the same thing. Been like, oh, I scored one, I scored a game winning goal at the XL Energy Center in the state championship game. That's better than so and so, you know, little yeah. things like like oh that's better than this wild player or you know I don't know um but yeah so I'll I'll work on that I'm definitely that's the goal for next year um once I can yeah move on from my injury hopefully <laughs> yeah but you did have some good moments this year but I will I do want to talk about obviously this was not a, it was not an easy season for your team you know only winning three games and losing to Providence in the playoffs so I guess like how'd you handle the adversity of um, not getting the be- not having a better record than you wanted and just talk about what, how are you going to use this season heading into next year to improve record-wise and obviously try to win in the playoffs as well? Absolutely. Um, I, I'm really proud of my team because the biggest difference that I noticed, well, A, we're a growing Division One program. We are not – we are only, I think, four years Division One. We're not that far into being a Division One program. And we've made a lot of strides in a lot of different areas that a lot of people don't see on the score sheet. So, for example, last year, I think we won more games, I believe, my, my freshman year. But this year, we might, we might not have won more games, but we've been so much closer in so many games. I think I heard there's a stat, like, I want to say it's 23 games. We were with 20, I don't know, 20 games or so. We were within one goal or one goal in an empty net. So a lot of the games we played this year, we were tied going into the third. We were up going into the third. We were really, really close throughout the game. We were up on Northeastern in one of the games we played this year. Um, And those little things really, like, kept us going this year. And I know the wins are going to come. It doesn't bother me to lose, although I won a lot in high school. It does not bother me to lose. I mean, obviously it bothers me to lose. But – it doesn't tear us down. We all love each other so much and we just keep pushing every single day when we come in, um, into the rink and we just need to figure out how to win. Um, that's kind of where we're at, but because all of us are still so driven, we love each other so much, it will come and we trust one another. We just gotta, we just gotta score some more goals. Yeah. 
Well, I think a big example actually was that very first game against Northeastern where Northeastern really jumped on your team and got like a three, four goal lead. But then for the rest of the game, I thought you played with them and it was a really tight game and they won like five, four, one or something like that. So I think that's just an example of uh, once your team is in the game, you compete with some of the top programs in Hockey East. And yeah, like you said, I think you're very close in a lot of those games. So I think next year we'll having that experience uh, going into some of these games next year, I feel like you're going to p- potentially pull some of those through than you didn't this year. And I, I really do believe that the wins will come next year. And I feel like Holy Cross could be surprising a lot of people next year. I'm, I'm prepared for it, but I don't yeah. think some people are. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, when you gave that example of Northeastern, my freshman year, I think we played them two times my freshman year, I believe they scored a total of 20 goals on us in two games. This year we played them three times and they only scored, I think 10 goals on us. Yeah. So that just kind of shows, and it was obviously spread out through a couple games, but that just shows the difference, the grit. I mean, we believe in ourselves. We just got to push over the edge. And there were so many games where our coaches would come back in the locker room and just be like, and we would be in tears. We would just be so frustrated. And our coaches would just be like, that this one stings you guys. Like it's, it's hard. Cause a lot of the times the puck just doesn't go your way, but we're so driven and we're ready to go for next year. And all my teammates, I wish I could be with them right now, but they're working up at the rink. So um, mm-hmm. running, conditioning, and we'll get there. I'm mm-hmm. confident. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, I feel like this year was tough for your team because I feel like you were the only school, like in college hockey, that like wouldn't allow like fans in the rink. So I feel like that must have been like tough to not have that like support behind you, your team. Because going to the games I've gone to this year, the student turnout is actually pretty good. I, at least I thought it was. Yeah, I mean. I think like throughout, I mean, our, yeah, our school has been a little bit like on the conservative side of letting spectators come into games. I know my parents actually never got to see a home game of mine. They went to Penn State and they went to Vermont and Northeastern, um, but it never lined up when they wanted to come, when they were able to come into my games, because as soon as they were going to come see me play, I tore my ACL. So it's like, it never worked, but the fans, the student athletes, the fact that all of our athletic programs facilities are in one building is really helpful because kids are just walking by and they're like, Hey, I'm just going to stop at the game. So I think this year there have been some pretty, pretty good crowds and I'm expecting next year to be even better um, with the fans. Hopefully. Oh yeah, definitely. I was looking forward to see some of those games and unfortunately just couldn't happen, but uh, hopefully next year we've got a full season. So that's kind of my hope, but I did get the chance to see some games this year. So that's good at least. Awesome. That's so awesome. One of my favorite games to, that I saw this year was when your team beat Boston University. Talk a little bit about that because your goalie played outstanding and you found a way to get the job done in that game. Absolutely. That was definitely another highlight of our season. Um, our goalie, Maddie Beck, was in net. She's actually in my grade. She didn't come last year to campus, but it was great to have her as an addition this year. Um, Maddie Beck, um, Jada Brennan, and Sarah Street, they've all been great goalies for us um, this year. But it was really special for Maddie to get um, a shutout that game. We've never beaten Boston University in our um, school history. Um, Coach Katie LaChapelle used to coach there. My mentor, Nina Rogers, the girl I always looked looked up to, she used to play there. It's just a really, really good feeling for our team to have a shutout and score two goals. I mean – that was definitely one of the biggest moments. And then we had, then we went and played them at BU the next day. And I think it was a 2-1 game for the majority. I don't know if it ended 2-1, but it was a very, very tight game. 
Um, so I was, we were really impressed with how our team played that weekend. Um, it was just, it was really a really fun one. That's for sure. Now, one question I like to ask before you get into the non-hockey segment is uh, what, when you look back on it now, like how would you evaluate your college hockey experience so far with Holy Cross? Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. And I say this to everyone. I say this to the little girls who are looking to play college hockey. I tell them, Hey, look at Holy Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, my coaches are like outstanding and they care so much about us. They're great, great coaches. I love going to skills sessions. I learned so much for them and they care about each and every one of us individually, which is something special. I mean, I'm sure a lot of other programs have coaches that do that as well, but they really take the time and know you well, think about you as a human being before a hockey player, which is super special. Um, then the team, our team has really no issues with one another. Like a lot of teams do have like little inner team issues, clicks, stuff like that. Our team loves each other. And that's what keeps us showing up at the rink every day. Like, yeah, we might not win that many games, but we love to play hockey and we love to put on the Jersey together. Um, we all, whenever we have free time outside of school, our whole team is together. No one is not with us. Like it's, it's everyone. It's just such a great place. And um, yeah, I would say if you're looking for high academic school with a lot of attention on the students, cause there's not too many students there, super close to Boston, great athletic programs. Holy Cross is definitely a place to look at. Yeah. Um, it's definitely I'm very, very thankful that I chose Holy Cross and I, my life would be so different if I didn't. And I'm just very, very grateful for how my path ended up paving out. Yeah. yeah. I recommend it to anyone. Yeah. I would, I just want to get on that because I think Holy Cross does a great job with the hockey side of promoting hockey in central Massachusetts. Obviously it means a lot to me because Holy Cross did a lot of things for my hockey career, helped me play and, um, really uh, just they do a good job promoting the game and helping grow it here in Central Mass and Central Mass means a lot to myself and I really want the hockey to grow here and Holy Cross is a great job promoting it and doing the youth programs as well so uh, thank you for that it means a lot to us and I was, it's, it was always fun going to those games growing up and I still try to get go there as much many many times as I can for both the men's and women's teams it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. So we're now in the segment I like to call the non-hockey segment. We're asking you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. First one is what's your favorite part about Worcester and how long did it take you to pronounce it correctly? <laughs> Good goodness. That's awesome. Some of my family members, extended family members still don't say it right. <laughs> um, it literally, it took me one time saying it wrong to never say it wrong again. <laughs> Because it was like kind of at the time where I was very interested in Holy Cross. And as soon as I realized it wasn't Worcester, I was like, or was, wasn't Worcester. I was like, all right, I'm, it's Worcester. I cannot mess this one up again. Um, yeah. Very quickly. Once I learned I was wrong, cause I was wrong. Um, and they'll let you know too. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, they definitely do let you know. Um, don't even know where I found, where, who I was talking to, but it was a learning experience. Um, my favorite thing about Worcester, oh, honestly, there's a couple. I'm trying to think. I mean, the food's really good here. There's a lot of great little restaurants, little spots to go to. I think my favorite thing about Worcester is it's the second biggest city in New England. And I believe that's a stat that I have in my head. Um, but 
um, it's definitely a place where if you need something, you need to go to Target, you need to go, some, like you can get there. There's a lot of accessibility to a lot of different places. It feels like home, feels like where I'm kind of from. And it's not far from Boston. It's really easy to get to places, Boston, Providence. I just think the location's amazing and everything that it offers, um, it's really great. And it's beautiful. The hills are really gorgeous. Do you go to that Target in the mall, like in Blackstone? I do, yeah. That's that's oh. when I go to. I worked at that Target back in high school, one of the worst jobs I've ever had. So I just had to put <laughs> it in there. But, you know, it's – you go yeah. – it was it was brutal it was brutal so i just had to put that there because i was like oh, yeah. that's, i'm like that's definitely the target they go to if um if i'm not oh, mistaken, yeah. so. it is it is the target we go to but shout out target right there i guess um yeah, yeah that's crazy shout out to all the stock workers because i know how tough that is that's not yeah, an easy job so yeah shout out to them and they keep it well stocked there it's been it's been good yeah well there was this guy i worked with his name was josh and he made that job a lot better than it could have been i don't know sometimes <laughs> when you work with good people it makes it not not as bad as it could can be but oh my gosh it was the worst job ever i had terrible yeah. hours and yeah. i was trying to like do high school and do that job at the same time it was just brutal but you know yeah. i made it through so that's all that counts yeah shout out to josh mm -hmm. i don't he definitely does not work there anymore but if he does then shout out to him i guess <laughs> That's awesome. Now, what music do you like to listen to? Um, I love music. Um, probably pop music, um, rap music. I, I really go a lot, like many genres I am into. I mean, my Spotify unwrapped is always like insane. Um, I always have, like, I think one year I listen to music. This is really like really bad. But I think I listened to music for over 52 days in one year um, too bad. without without sleeping to listen to music. So it's like it's a lot of it's a lot of hours. So I just I don't know. I love music. But my favorite artist this is kind of funny, but like I will never not be proud of saying this. One Direction is like my favorite artist, like loved them when they were around want them to still be around absolutely love them so yeah that's my music taste yeah no i definitely i i respect that i respect that a lot i like all different types of genres too and i think for me like i listen to a lot of music just because whenever i'm like working on something or driving around i'm just listening to music just because it's okay. something i do so that's why i have so many hours just because i'm constantly listening to it yeah it's good i love it i don't know what i do without it to be honest who's your favorite one direction band member um, it's changed, but Niall Horan was kind of like my favorite, um, as like time went on probably from like 2010 all the way until like 2017. I've kind of like, I've also really liked Harry, but those are definitely my two favorites. Harry is kind of more active right now musically. And I think I like getting, everyone likes him too. Everyone likes him, but like Niall, like ugh, I have a soft spot for him. He just hasn't been in the light since COVID very much. I mean... Yeah, I've been to like so many different, I was front, well, I was front row to one of the One Direction concerts and I talked to a couple of them. So I think that like, yeah, I think I have Harry, I have Harry Styles water bottle in my bedroom. So I would say maybe it's Harry Styles now. <laughs> I do like Niall just because I think he's had, this might be controversial, but I think his solo music is the best out of all of the ones that have left. I love uh, some of the stuff he's made and plus he's from Ireland too. And that's awesome. Oh, yeah. I love Ireland, so. But yeah, he's, he's definitely got a chill a chill vibe to his music definitely easy to listen to i think mm -hmm. he's my mom's favorite too yeah uh, 
he's just very, he seems very down to earth. I think I could become really good friends with him. I think that that's what I've grown up to realize is like, I feel like he could be in my friend group. (laughs) If there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? Um, I think it's obvious with the red hair, I'd probably have to do Emma Stone. I, cause yeah, I mean, I love her and also just like my red hair kind of narrows down the options. <laughs> yeah. For me, I'll probably choose, um, Andrew Garfield, uh, kind of going off the Spider-Man vibe a little bit with Emma Stone, but oh, yeah, I think he's a okay. great actor. So, um, oh, I love like, but I think like it would, it would get my mannerisms down. So that's kind of what, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah, I love Andrew Garfield. He's definitely one of my favorite actors, but that's kind of perfect. Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, good connections. That's kind of, I, yeah, sh- I had to put that in there. So <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? Um, I definitely have like a lot of, uh, I don't know. I definitely have a few pet peeves. It's hard to think of some, but one of them is definitely people at restaurants getting like the little toothpicks off like, like the front counter or whatever and then just like doing it in front of people like <laughs> or to- like using a toothpick in front like while i'm having a conversation with them yeah i that's don't really gross like i agree with you i don't that. really like that yeah no so i'm sure i have more but that's definitely one that comes to mind <laughs> mine's kind of a basic one but traffic uh, i hate traffic and i've been dealing with it a lot lately so that's definitely the thing that makes me the most upset yeah, and traffic out east is definitely a different beast. Oh yeah, because people are aggressive; they're yelling at you. It's it's you have to. I learned how to drive. Kelly Square is. If you oh. learn how to drive in Kelly Square, you're the best driver of all time. I figured out how to do it. I have a car here now, and I figured out how to do it. But I don't really like going over there. It's you kind of gotta like. You can control yourself in your car, but you gotta really watch what others are doing and let them make the first move out here. You gotta yeah. let you gotta let the Massachusetts drivers just take take their take their lanes, do yeah. what they gotta do, and just just sit e- nice and easy in the middle lane or in like in the right lane and just let people around you do the work and just get to your spot whenever you can. Yeah. I will say this though, Massachusetts is the hardest state to get a driver's license in. So, and I learned how to drive in Worcester. One of my first uh, driving lessons was there you go. Going the Worcester highway. And oh my gosh, that was so scary. But you know, I managed to make it, make it through. So you're now just, I feel like you're now a better driver because you've driven here before. Honestly, like, I feel like I'm also a better driver because I've driven here as well. <laughs> so, but just don't take certain tendencies in Minnesota, like cutting people off and all that stuff. Like, yeah, oh, and no. I think that would, I don't know how well that would go up, up, up there. Well, people would just kind of freak out, I think. I think yeah. people out here will maybe give you a little honk or something like that. Like, it's kind of more scary to do it out here, I'd say. But back home, you just feel more, you just feel bad doing it. <laughs> eh, I wouldn't feel bad, to be honest with you. Some people do need to move a little bit. But maybe that's just the East Coast thing in me. I think so. Now, speaking of your teammates, I want to talk to you a little bit about some of them. So, obviously, your team might have the best hair in all of Hockey East, especially with Carly Beanick being one of the yeah. only girls on the all-hockey hair team. You have some good hair as well, so I was curious, who do you think has the best hair on the Holy Cross women's hockey team? It's got to be Carly, I think, but I feel like you're, you could be number two. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I I have really long hair, um, and – I love my long hair. So I I will give a little shout out to myself for just, (laughs) for just my long red hair, a little rare, but no, um, Carly B has a mane. It's awesome. She was on the all hockey hair team, which is so like, that's a big accomplishment in Minnesota. So that's really cool for her. Um, I would, I want to say Lily Cataldo. 
Um, she probably has the best hair on our team because she's been able to do so many different things with it. She has long hair. She's really good at hairstyles. She always can put her hair up in a ponytail and like wrap a little hair around it, make it look all good. Um, she's been a brunette. She's been a blonde. Like she knows how to do it. Um, yeah. I would say her for sure. I mean, yeah, I think she's got it best. Now, obviously, Kylie's going to be a senior this year. So, can we, is there any possibility that she could do that hair flip for one starting lineup, one game? We need to see it back for Kylie. I, would, I will push her on that. I will definitely ask her about that. She should. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. Yeah, that would definitely be viral fit again. But you get, oh. for one last year, you got to do it. So that's that's my my opinion. Yeah, you got to do it on your last year. I'll get a I'll get a video of it. We need to get one for our senior year. Yeah. So now, who is the funniest on the team? We have a lot of funny people on our team. Um, I'm going to say Jada Brennan. Um, she literally makes me laugh so hard. Um, and I'm going to miss her next year. And I was even talking about it with one of my teammates, me and my teammate Via Graves. She's the other sophomore defense on our team. We were both injured at the end of the year. And we were just sitting on the bench one day at practice. And we're like, you know what? Like, I'm going to miss all – I'm going to miss Jada, but I'm just really going to miss – her personality and her jokes like it's something about it she's just she's hilarious and makes me laugh yeah. every day I miss her a ton. now you obviously have the best style on the team and <laughs> emma man and um, all the people i've had on the podcast before but uh besides yourself um who has the best style on the team <sighs> i see some of the pregame outfits you pull off though they're it's pretty impressive oh thanks yeah i i definitely I'm a little bit bold with my pregame outfits. I love wearing heels. And that's probably the worst thing about tearing my ACL is I can't wear heels for like six months. That really, really hurt when I heard that. But uh, the best style on my team. I'm going to say Lily Cataldo again. She (laughs) comes out strong. She has the best hair. She has the best style. Everyone wants to go in her closet and try on clothes. Like she definitely has the best style on our team, hands down. Now, last non-hockey question is what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? Oh, I have one. I have one in mind. Mark Andre Fleury being traded to the Minnesota Wild. That is pumped about that. I am so pumped about that. That was the best news I could hear because I'm I'm a big Minnesota Wild fan. They're my like favorite team and they're just doing amazing right now. Like I'm always on Twitter looking at everything about them. But I'm a, I was a huge Golden Knights fan when they became a team. Um, we go to Ve- I go to Vegas with my family a lot. We just tend to go there. And Mark Andre Fleury, I loved him. I was so sad when he got traded to Chicago. Yeah, they but did him dirty. I'm not so- gonna lie. Yeah, they did. And now I'm so happy that they got, he got traded to Minnesota. Like I literally could like put everything aside. Yes. I think two days ago when the wild were playing and he just flew in. I mean, I think that's the biggest news that I've heard in a long time and I'm excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Dude's an absolute beauty too. So you gotta love that, but no, it definitely should be interesting. And then I guess for my most interesting thing I saw saw on red this week, it's going to stay with the wild. Uh, one of my favorite college hockey players, Vladislav Firstov, just signed his entry-level deal with the Wild. So shout out to him. He's definitely not listening, but one of my favorite players to watch from UConn since that's my team. So I uh, definitely uh, definitely love Vlad and going to miss him a lot. So That's crazy because, like, honestly, I'm going to tell you this right now. Like, I 
two years ago from today, I would not have known what you were talking about, but I literally refresh Twitter every day and see not, and look for the wild news that literally happened a couple hours ago. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to love Vlad. He's a good guy. That's cool. I'm like up to date with like all the hockey news now. So like I can actually say that is pretty cool news. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously hockey, hockey. So you got to like that too, but is Nick, you want to know what his nickname on the team was? I think you're going to find it funny. Vladdy Daddy. I thought it was the funniest nickname of all time. That better stick. That needs to stick because the wild makes a lot of t-shirts out of their nicknames and they make a lot like a lot of that for the fans to buy and I would definitely buy that. Yeah, and him and Kaprasov potentially, like, you know, two Russians on the team, it could be fun to watch. So I'm um, definitely looking forward to that. But yeah, he's probably going to be with Iowa. for the, He's going to be with Iowa for the rest of this year, and then next year he'll be with the competing for the Wild um, training Wait, What team. position does he play? Is he a forward? Yeah, he's a left wing. Kaprizov's a left wing, but maybe he can move to the right to be <laughs> Yeah, with maybe, right. maybe. Maybe you he know. can center Kaprizov and Zuccarello. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be awesome to see. So shout out to him for that. But yeah, shout out. Going back to some hockey questions now. First one, I guess, is what should be done to help grow women's hockey? <sighs> uh, I mean, honestly, what we're doing right now, like, this is amazing. Having, like – girls speak on podcasts and explain their experiences and how they got to college hockey, how they got to level they were. Like, I know I definitely would have listened to these podcasts when I was younger because it's hard to, to like know what path you're going to take and having like you, people like you grow the game, just like so amazing. Like this is exactly what girls hockey needs. I also think strong youth programs is probably uh, an important thing and I think as we've been talking about it throughout the country they've been growing as time has gone on I mean the Olympics only come around four years like every four years but um, I think there's a great I think the great thing about the Northeast is that there's so many colleges in so many different areas it's hard to miss as a young girl as a young hockey player um, I wish that out in other different in other states in Minnesota there were more college teams because college teams are accessible to little kids. And so I think hopefully more teams, more college teams, um, Notre Dame would be so sick. Michigan should have one. It's a joke that they don't have one with all the money that school makes. I know Michigan. I, that would be amazing. Like no, like when North Dakota canceled their program, that was, that like shattered some people's hearts. Like Mm -hmm. I love North Dakota. Um, but yeah, I, I think all those things, the things you're doing, like so amazing, like, thank you for doing this. It's, it's really great, but also just building the game from the ground up, but having accessible mentors to like look up to mm-hmm. is a really great um, thing. Yeah. Well, thank you for the kind words. That means a lot to me. That made my day great. So I really appreciate that. But yeah, no, that the build the platform is to obviously help grow college hockey for both the men's and women's side. I feel like there's a lot of platforms that we focus on men's college hockey or women's college hockey. So hopefully this is the first platform that at least I can think of that can uh, grow both the men's and women's games. So that's what I'm trying to do. And um, it's been fun talking to players like yourself, because if you guys didn't want to come on, then obviously this would not uh, be as fun as it would, or it wouldn't be as big as I guess as it is now, which it's still growing. I'm hoping to get it bigger than it is now, but you know what I'm trying to say. Oh no, it's great. It's amazing. Now, should body checking be allowed in women's hockey? I know you probably would say no just because you broke a collarbone when you did um, checking for the first time, but maybe you might have changed your tone in that in the past few years. It's funny you say that. I actually think yes. Oh, wow. um, For a few – well, yes and no. I say yes because I – before I broke my collarbone playing boys hockey, I actually was in 
boys checking leaks. We learned how to check the right way. We learned how to do it safely, how to take a check, give a check. It was really good. And I, it was amazing. I think that every league could do that. I think girls could do that. I mean, the reason I broke my collarbone was because they had a sub player that was 18 years old playing with a seventh grade girl. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That was it right there. And then as soon as I got hit, the kid was like, you got to leave boys hockey. No girls belong in boys hockey. So it was a little bit of a conflict there. Well, hope that guy's not doing well. Not going to be honest, being honest with you. I trust me. I, I wish I knew his name. <laughs> um, anyways, but um, and well, and his parents as we left said the same thing. So that's even worse. You got to nurture your kids to just be yeah. like, yeah. It, anyways, you're playing demon but, hockey. I don't think he is. So that's like one, that's, got the last laugh. Good point. That, that's a good point. I'm on this podcast and I don't know where he is. So no, but um, I think yes. But at the same time, there's some, there's a type of beauty to girls hockey. The fact that it's so creative without needing to have hits. Like a lot of boys hockey is bouncing pucks, pucks flipping here, there. Like checks are cool, but like girls hockey has some type of flow to it. Like there's just something about it. Also, the one other thing I think that could kind of be hard about checking is boys check and then they get over it girls if there's any type of jealousy or like any type of emotion coming up in in your chest right about as you want it's like girls are ruthless on the ice like I like girls have emotions that are like they lash out with them I'd say so I think like it could it could get dangerous for girls hockey but I think if it's brought up in the correct sense with correct training and how to check and receive at like a young age. I think I was in sixth or seventh grade when I learned, I think that could be beneficial and it could eventually grow into the game. So I'm indifferent, but I, if, if, if it was now, I would love to check. <laughs> I wish like uh, there was a way like you could still have like the skating aspect of women's hockey with the checking, like, cause I would love to see some open ice hits. I think that'd be awesome to see. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. It's like my favorite thing. If I could do that, I totally would. What's like the biggest check you've ever seen so far in college hockey? Because I know they happen. Like people say that don't happen. Are obviously you've never seen the game because they do happen. In girls hockey? Like for and with Holy Cross, like in the past oh, two years. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this is crazy. But like I have I have a teammate named Millie Millie Serum. Mm-hmm. Her and I are always always like checking each other in practice either whether it's mid ice or on the boards, like we always have the biggest hits and run into each other. I honestly think we had a couple collisions in games, like right on the blue line where we just bounce. I think like, honestly, team to team check is kind of like the worst thing that her and I have experienced the most out of anyone on our team. Other than that, I think she did check someone in our final home game against Merrimack and she ended up getting ejected but it wasn't as bad as it should have been she didn't hop up off her feet like the review made it kind of look it was just kind of weird but I've definitely seen some big checks and I don't know they're always fun to watch I'd say oh yeah definitely now do you have any shout outs you want to give before the interview ends just any family members teammates or friends yeah yeah no that'd be great um first of of course, shout out to my family. Um, like my parents, I genuinely would not have been here without them being an athlete, like being a hockey player, being a college athlete, like division one, like it would have never happened. They supported me 
every step of the way, highs and lows. They would drive me to every practice. And they even sometimes do still drive me to practice because they just love it so much. And I just literally could not have asked for a better childhood. And I think about it all the time. Um, and my brother, Peter, um, he's a senior in high school and he wants to play baseball in college, which he's dealing with a lot of the COVID recruiting problems right now. It's just kind of a lot. Um, he's always pushed me all my life. And so shout out to him. Um, and then my coaches, of course, like, literally couldn't couldn't be here without them um like every step of the way they've grown me and shaped me into the player I am and then but like most of all I'd probably say like God because genuinely like I would not be here without him <laughs> like in so many different aspects like my faith um and my religion got like God I would never never have been here like he he wakes me up in the morning and helps me go to sleep at night. Like it just, it's all the little things I could not have been as like, I could not have had nearly as much talent as I've had success, luck, um, probably wouldn't be at Holy Cross, all of it. Like, so most of all, definitely Jesus and my faith. So yeah, those are definitely my shout outs, but. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Grace. I really appreciate your time. It means a lot to myself and I wish you all the best for your injury recovery. And I can't wait to see you get back on the ice soon and see you play in person. Normally for most schools, I have to be like, I hope you can't wait to see you guys come out east and play in person, but I always see your team play in person. So I can't wait for that uh, next season. Should be fun. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for having me. Um, I really love like what you're doing. I love your goal and, and what you want to use these podcasts for. Like, I think you'll go far. You put a lot of work into this and a lot of people know your name. A lot of people know your account. So oh, really people know oh, my name, like Matt, I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't know your name, but they know college hockey talk. Like, like awesome. they know it, like you can just say it here and there. People know what it is. And I think that that, that shows a lot. So thank you again for, for having me. I'm, I'm very honored to be on this podcast. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming on and thanks so much for the kind words. It means a lot to myself. Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of College Hockey Talk. If you want to check out our older interviews, make sure to do that. You can do that on the Apple Podcast page, Spotify account, or our YouTube channel where you can watch many different interviews from this podcast. Uh, make sure you follow our social media accounts at College Hockey Talk, and I'll see you guys next time with another great interview. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye. You, I've been trying hard to keep my cool, but when you need, there's nothing that I can do. When you're walking in, I know it's true.